Hey guys, so here on Sorta Brilliant, we really try to stick to analyzing media and character analysis through sorting. That means sometimes real life issues come in. So in this episode, we're focusing on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, of course, if you've watched it, know it touches on race in America. Right. And we just wanted to let everybody know who may not be aware or who is a new time listener that we are two uh, white American women. So we can only speak to the media from the perspective and the understanding of white women in America. And we can never have an understanding of what it's like to be black in this country or especially um understand the experience of a black man in this country like Sam Wilson. Yep, definitely. So that being said, along with the release of this episode, we will be linking resources, articles, videos from black people and from black voices on this topic. And on the show in specific. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But with that being said, uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening. Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and Hogwarts house sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. There's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. Well, according to us. According to us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our regularly scheduled episode. What up? Um... I wish we had a cool song to sing. Was there theme music? There was, It was very patriotic. Mm, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't... That sounded incredible. It was going in that direction. Let's sort Sam and Bucky. Do, 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 do. Beautiful. I thought you were doing Flintstones. Oh, that does Jetsons. Like I'm Jetsons. It's all the same, right? Flintstones. Meet the, yeah, it's the same crap. It's the same song. <gasps> you know, side note before we begin, I'm teaching. I, I have, you know, a couple of little students. I have some of the littles and I, we were learning about inventions. They have a writing unit on inventions. So we were looking at the history of the bike and the first bike didn't have any pedals for your feet. And I was like, it's kind of like the Flintstones. And they were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> we were born in 2012. So I don't know what you're talking about, grandma. That's but Bucky can relate. Hey, old man. He can. He can. He probably also missed the Flintstones um, yeah. <laughs> in, in his cryo chamber. But <laughs> oh, sad. Wilma, Wilma's We're talking one of his about words. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That we are. Um, Falcon, Sam, Sam Wilson, and James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes. That is his name that I knew this whole time. <laughs> Rachel came to me the other day and was like, why did I think his name was James Buchanan? And I was like yeah. waiting for her to keep going. And she was like, George asked me how they got the nickname Bucky from James. And I was like, it's Buchanan, stupid. And then I realized Buchanan isn't his last name. And I was like still waiting. And I was like, but his name is James Buchanan Barnes. <laughs> and she was yeah. like, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got it. Uh, Buchanan is just a weird middle name. It's usually a last name. It's a president's name. I assume that's who he's named after. All right, whatever lame Bucky's parents, but he got a cool nickname out of it. Bucky's cool. Yeah. I like Bucky. You don't like it? I don't know. It's a little kid's name. It's cute. It's cute. cute. It's cool when they're like, hey, Buck, what's up, Buck? Uh, It is. I like that a lot. Yeah. And it sounded okay in the 40s when the girls were like, ha ha, Bucky, come dance with me in the (laughs) 2020s. And it's like, what up, Bucky? And you're talking to a 30 year old, 107 year old man. (laughs) What up, Buck, my guy? (laughs) 
I like it. I dig him. And I I honestly have a whole new appreciation for Sam. Whole new appreciation, which, you know, obviously that's the Good. point of the show. Hello. But we do love Sam here. He's a great new cap. Fantastic. Guys, my notebook's out again. I haven't used it since the community episode. Wowie, wow, wow. Does that mean something good is coming or I'm woefully underprepared to talk about these men? We'll see. No, she's definitely prepared. <laughs> I'm the I'm the noob every single time because there's a person on this show that's in a house that I'm bad at talking about, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to get through it. I like to learn along this with you time guys I through Lauren. I don't have to explain the plot to you, I'm pretty sure. So No, this time I got it. <laughs> you got it? No, well, there's no weird vision on. versus vision, so I'm fine. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I get, Were there any Mind Stones in this one? Sorry, they're not called Mind Stones. Infinity they're called, Stones? Yeah. Do you know what color stones? the Soul Stone is? Red. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I learned this from you. Yeah, Purple? You did. Oh. Orange. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got it. What's the red, red and one? orange are close. The red one is the... <sighs> You had a little mnemonic. You had a mnemonic device for this. I did. Mm-hmm. I wish I remembered. Red <laughs> is the reality. Ooh, oh, that's good, Rachel. Good job, me. <laughs> I should listen to me more. You well, should. Marvel fans, I uh, commend you. You keep a lot of information in your heads about these characters, like like a lot. So kudos to you because it it goes right over my head. Dude, I don't blame you. I'm doing a rewatch right now and I'm seeing so much stuff that I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, but like, these Marvel fans are out here like in this issue of such and oh, such, yeah. this happened. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, absolutely. I can only do that with Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And even then, me I'm and like, Lauren were talking about like randomly um, Sirius Black and Ron Weasley and like the connection between them. And there's no canonical, really, there's no um, big discussion over it. But we like extrapolated all of this information from it. Yeah. About Ron's perception of Sirius. And yeah. It just went on and on. And, and we were both like, yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes no, sense. No, it's canon. It's true. It happened in the books. Yeah, but you have to kind of like, implicitly. Right. I know, but it's not stated. He doesn't outright yes, say. Yes, that's what implicit means. Yes, thanks for the definition. <laughs> but, see, that's the only series I can do this with. And I guess maybe Supernatural, if I um, get around to my rewatch. Supernatural is like one you, you don't think you can, but you can. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. yeah, that's really true. But a lot of these shows are. I feel like when we go through our episodes, we're we're talking about things and we're like, oh, remember when? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just kind of pops back up. But yep. listen, how can you blame us? Some of these shows are 15 seasons long. These Marvel movies, how many are in the MCU? Now? Yeah. 24, 25? Oh, my God. And you guys, you Marvel fans are out here like, I remember every single detail of every one of these. I'm like shoot i did a rewatch and i can't even remember i don't know what color the stones are look at you guys you, go. you know the colors you don't know what the names are you, you know, know all the colors through the rainbow just go through the rainbow yeah mm-hmm. you can do it i could i won't <laughs> let's chat all right i'm very happy that this show came out for i mean a multitude of reasons yeah i particularly like it because it gave me a new appreciation for both of these characters that i really didn't have before i gotta be honest with everyone Yes. Didn't have we, much of an appreciation I'll before. Sh- I'll straight up with you right now. First episode, Rachel and I watched it about the same time and immediately fell in love with Bucky and also immediately proclaimed, oh my God, he has a personality. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I don't know. Didn't care before. Honestly, I don't know if I should apologize to all the previous Bucky lovers because I know you were out there. But and like I want to apologize and be like you were right, but also like what were you weren't going off of anything. He's just no, no, (laughs) there wasn't any, there wasn't any personality there. I guess we're talking about Bucky first. Um, do you want to? Who do you want to do first? It's Sam's show, really. I think we should start with Sam. It is. It's his journey. I really, really enjoyed him as a character, as a personality. I mean. And he's so fine, but I really like him as a character. Okay, I won't. uh, I'm not going to talk about how attractive I think they both are. That's that's another conversation. Uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. I got to tell you, I went to Lauren and I was like, I think this man's a Ravenclaw. (laughs) No, you didn't. Is that what you thought? Or a Slytherin. I did. I went to you and I said, because of the conversation that he had with Bucky when they were like by the trees, I said to her. I feel like the only person who could talk Bucky based on Bucky's house who could talk a person like this down is a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw because there's so much common sense there. And <laughs> it comes from a really, really logical place. But she switched my thinking pretty quickly. And I was like, ah, there we go. He's the house. I can't sort for shit until I start talking mm-hmm. about it. Let's save that for last because it touches on what Bucky is, too. For but, sure. Um, Sam is a Hufflepuff. Rachel yeah. can't sort Hufflepuffs for shit. I don't know why. She wants No, them, not right away. She wants them to be Slytherins or Ravenclaws. Never Griffin. She never has them touch her. But <laughs> she It's true. Listen, I'm um, She recognizes that people aren't her, but but she That's can't, true. Yeah. If I can't latch onto a character and see myself in them immediately, I'm like, I don't know what you're just not Gryffindor. You go into the not Gryffindor box and then Slytherins are super easy to spot and Ravenclaws are because they're Ravenclaws. But Hufflepuffs, <laughs> Hufflepuffs are tricky because they have a lot of Slytherin traits. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. And it's like weird distinctions, too. It's it's yeah. all down to the motivations, right? Um, of course. But they they can act similarly. Um, but see, then this is the thing that I'm going to I'm going to ask you what pushed you to um, Hufflepuff immediately, because for me, when you do Hufflepuffs, it's it's all about community. Like, that's a huge yeah. thing, of course. Yeah. And with Slytherins, it's their people. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I immediately went, oh, OK, Sam has a circle and those are his closest people. And I can very definitively see his circle of people he wanted to protect. But you have a totally different take on his community. Than what you have? Oh, because you thought it was a circle. Right. I thought it was a circle, not a community. Right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't see it the way you saw it at first mm, until you Maybe explained. I'll bring this up at the end, too, because I have to try to think, because I can put, I can do all my individual points, but really, like, it's it's hard, isn't it? You're like, what, what? So, like, the things I can say off the top of my head, without naming any of the specific moments that I have written down here, is that, first of all, Sam is not for himself in any way yeah. that I ever saw. So that was a big indicator. And then, so like the next thing that I wanted immediately to, to, to pop out of my mouth is like, Sam wants to help everybody. And then I double advocated myself and was like, well, Steve wants to help everybody. So why is he a there? <laughs> it's like, you're tr- you're right. But like, why? Um, this was my problem. Right, yeah. <laughs> why? And when we talked about Steve, Steve, a lot of Steve is about proving himself, about proving himself to himself and to the world. And then more of Steve is giving people their freedoms 
which Steve personally holds dear. He he holds freedom, especially as like a a little ninety five pound year old kid that like <laughs> didn't have parents and like didn't have a lot of freedom to do things, and then suddenly did. Um, he thinks freedom is a human right and like just freedom to be and blah blah blah. So it's something that he thought everybody else should have. So <laughs> in the way that he uh, I thought, see what you're doing. Yeah, in the way that he thought you should have it. Because the show gets into this a little bit. This show talks about race, which is mm-hmm. extremely surprising for Disney because they also don't even talk about race in like the Namby Pamby Disney way. They actually really talk about race. And yeah. it's like there were lots of questions from people while this was going on about Steve handing Sam the shield and like did Steven even, like, think about what he was doing? And, like, I actually thought a lot about that because I was like, disclaimer right now, I don't, Steve wasn't racist. He wasn't even typical 1940s, like, you know, uh, right. prejudiced. He was, he was a really good guy. He, Sam was just Sam, Rody was, like, whatever. He, he was a really good guy. But I do not know, I, I cannot say, nobody can say how much thought Steve put into the fact what being a black Captain America would would mean to Sam, like what it would do to him and like the what he would be shouldering doing that. I'm not sure Steve, I could totally see Steve being like, Sam's the best guy for the job and just handing right. it over. Like, yeah, it's a very um white, well-meaningness oh yeah. without oh yeah. uh, and it's, really considering. And it's it. also coming from what I just said about Steve too. Everybody should have freedoms. And Sam has these freedoms, and I and I think that Sam's the best person to give these freedoms to other people without, well, being a privileged enough white man to not think about what would fall on Sam to have to do that that didn't fall on Steve. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think it's a lot of, um, too, that if he did consider it, he didn't think, he might not have thought about it from Sam's perspective so much as like, well, then the world would just have to get over it because this is the right thing. Right. Like if he gave it any thought, I, I think it would be that. Like, And the, it's also, the, it's also like Steve, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, I don't want to say Steve was going around going, I'm Captain America. He wasn't like that. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't really like that. But no. like, he's a Slytherin. We have a hard time understanding how people cannot see what we see as the best course of action, especially from like whatever standpoint we're coming from. And Steve was just like, here is Sam. Sam's a really good man. And Sam deserves this. He's the best person for this. How in the world would nobody else, nobody else, how in the world would anybody not be able to get past whatever shit they need to get past in order to see that? Like he just yeah. wouldn't. Well-meaning white dude unaware of the actual social connotations of what he's putting on Sam. Right. Right. Which, so, but like, you that's, know. that's what I came at. Like, what is this difference between? So like, that's Steve. And then Sam, Sam has to come, not, it's because of his background. It's because of his race. And here's like this thing too. Race only has meaning because we understand it to have meaning. Mm. You know, um, it's, it's built into our systems. So we apply a lot of meaning to race that doesn't happen. To be there but it's too late now it's there um but it's true yeah I, yeah um but sam sam takes on these things because he wants to help people in the way that they need to be helped yeah <laughs> not necessarily in the way he thinks they need to be helped 
Oh, that's really true. That is the distinction. Yes. Yeah, he's not coming at it from like, I say so. So, yes, you deserve this. Like, I see it. Why right. wouldn't everyone else see it? He sees the problem for what it is and he understands what the other person right. needs. And like, also, we could go a little bit into this. If you go back to Civil War, because both Tony and, and Steve are right that like or like that, right? Like Tony's coming at it from this is the right thing to do. So this is what mm. we do. And then Steve's coming at it from this is how I understand the world and what people need. Like, you know, so they're both yeah. coming at it the same way but in in different ways um and like sam is on steve's side during that right and sam trusts steve he is he's on his side in civil war Rachel. <laughs> um, I'm, t- I'm just nodding along yep 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 <laughs> sam oh my god you're really gonna make me look this up you gave me well, such no, a this look. This was my this was my but big. But you thing. gave me such a look that I was like, "Oh my god, we should Google it." <laughs> well, again, I'm not the Marvel person, but I will say that the reason that I thought Sam was in a logic house was because of so many similarities to the way I thought that he was like Steve with um, just this. He he was so he was such a hero and so yeah, he for was on justice. Steve. I was like, you okay, know, this is where I got confused because I was like. Yeah, Sam and Bucky were both on Steve's team and they fought together. And then I was like, didn't they fight each other? And that's just because they hate each other. They were on the same team. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, no, this is in my notes. I guess I'll get into my notes. Sam. Okay. Sam trusted Steve. Sam, Sam, Sam trusted Steve's vision. He trusted that Steve was doing what was best for people. And he, that's true. And he went with that. Um, moving into a leadership role is much different. Um so <laughs> I watched um, I watched Winter Soldier for first for the first time in a while yesterday. I have a vendetta against Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> regular listeners to this podcast will know that I'm not Steve Rogers' biggest fan. Um, so <laughs> I have something against everybody in the MCU saying it's like the best movie in the MCU. Um, oh, controversial! Controversial. Um, no, here's the thing: it's a really good movie. I really le- I like it a lot. I almost love it, but like I. I'm contrary. I'm counterculture. <laughs> so I hadn't seen it in a while, but I'm really glad I did because it actually gives you a lot on Sam. <laughs> I was watching it like, oh, my God. So the movie starts with them doing the on your left bit where Sam's running around the mall and then Steve's beating him or whatever. And Sam goes up to talk to Steve and they have a whole conversation about um, coming back from a tour. Like they recognize each other as fellow sur- soldiers. Right. And they connect over like their mattresses being too soft. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're, yeah, when you're over there, it's, it's all like all tough. But so like they talk about assimilating, right? And like, this is a stranger to Sam. He obviously knows it's Captain America, but it's a stranger to Sam. And he's immediately like connecting with him as a fellow soldier and like yeah. going over. And as a child of a man in the Navy, this is not uncommon, but, but Sam, like Sam continues to do so. Like, uh, Sam is a counselor for the VA. This is what he right. does. He connects with other soldiers about their trauma and their PTSD and what, what and like what, what, what it's like to reassimilate into, um, normal society or whatever. This is what Sam does. He helps returning soldiers readjust. So he's almost doing it with Steve in the course of normal conversation, just like talking to him about like mattresses being too soft and all that. Mm. Um, Wow, that was really, that was an intuitive good point. Thanks. I like like how you connected that. Waiting to see if you have anything to say, since you said you don't remember the movie that well. I don't, I'm listening, but I'm remembering as you're saying it, which is just, um, 
I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so um, so I told Rachel that I think Sam sees his community as soldiers. And and like I've run into this, too, because like I said, I'm, I'm the daughter of a guy in the Navy. And I've considered whether my dad's a Hufflepuff because he's. He's very into the military culture and the way that you connect with other soldiers, basically. Um, and I was like, wow, a lot of people who see the military that way must be Hufflepuff. <laughs> like, but I think, you think I so? Think, yeah. Um, in that way that they see that they see um, fellow soldiers as like a unit and as like a and as a supportive and as your role within the unit and blah blah blah. blah, blah. That's true. Yeah. Very but, Hufflepuff. Yes, but um. But so I think more specifically, his community is soldiers in need. And I told Rachel that I don't think Sam limits soldiers to like people in the army. I think he mm -hmm. sees soldiers as people fighting for a just cause because we see I'll bring it up like I guess in more depth later. But we see how he connects to Carly. Um, Carly is not a typical traditional soldier, but I think Sam certainly regards her as that way and as a part of his network and like community he was totally convinced that he could talk to her just as he talked to to guys in the va so no, no that's true but would you amend that then to fighters rather than soldiers how would you because you're saying that you're saying soldiers and you're yeah. making the distinction that it, okay he not soldiers in the traditional sense sense soldiers of fighting the good fight for whatever causes right. um right so just, why wouldn't we just say fighters I guess you could. Soldiers are like more structured, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know that the distinction matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but broadly, I think that's what Sam sees his like that's where he sees his place, right? Where his role yeah. is. Yeah. So like and you can and this in Winter Soldier, I was watching this with my mouth hanging open because I totally forgot that this is how Sam joins the Avengers. Steve and Nat show up to his house. Well, the government and S.H.I.E.L.D. are trying to kill them, and they knock on his door and go, hey, man, sorry to bother you, but a bunch of people are trying to kill us. Is it okay if we crash? And Sam's like, yes, <laughs> and opens the door and lets them in. And then hears about what's happening, hears their plan, tells them about the top secret falcon wings that he flew <laughs> as a paratrooper, uh, tells them that the only available pair is in Fort Meade, very, very legal to go take them, Steve and mm. Nat tell him that it's easy to take them and he just goes with it. And then, well, on the way there or on the way back or whatever, Bucky shows up on the bridge to, like, shoot the shit out of them. And Sam just <laughs> goes with it. He picks, like, he beats guys up. He picks up a gun and shoots men. Like, no question. Like, what's going on here? Like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then they strap the wings on him and they go on the big mission to stop the helicarriers going up and, like, killing the 700,000 people that are a threat to Hydra or whatever. And Sam mm -hmm. just goes with it on his stolen falcon wings from the government. Like he gets, and I forgot. I also forgot too. Like on the bridge, they get arrested by Shield, and Sam's just like, "Sure, like this is natural course of action for the illegal things that I decided to do two hours ago for these strangers that I met at my door." Like he's he believed, he believed in their fight. Yeah. He believed in their cause. So there going, you go. He's just going, with, and then at the end of the movie. And they're in the cemetery looking at Nick Fury's grave. And Sam's like, you going to go after Bucky? And Steve's like, sure, shit, I am. And Sam's like, cool, I'll go with you. Like, dude's just rolling. Mm. He's like, but then, okay, so my, my follow-up question to you is, how are you making the distinction between Hufflepuff and Gryffindor when that could also be very gut reactionary and very like, oh, I feel like this is right, so I'm going to go with it. 
because I, I, I don't, I didn't like, this is all like up to us too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like none of this is a science, but I didn't feel like any of it was gut reactionary. It's almost like Sam was in, because Steve was like this too. So I guess since they were trying to parallel Sam and Steve, Sam had just come back as well. And they were talking about their shared experiences. Steve was like, I don't know what to do next. And maybe Sam was in the same place where he was working yeah. for the VA, but he was like, what do I do with all of my experience, specialized experience? Right. Like, where do I go from here? So like he was in standby mode waiting and these two just rolled up with a role for him that he could fill that he yeah. could do for this cause that he believed in. And he was like, awesome. I can do all of this stuff and I can help with this and just like step right into it. Oh, man, you're making me like him so much more. <laughs> Great. I already love this guy. And now I'm like, I should really go rewatch this movie and love him even more and more, which because, I don't feel would happen oh, with Bucky. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, and here's the distinction I can make in canon, in the universe with that, too. S.H.I.E.L.D. Wrote up, rolled up on Tony Stark. Here's this role you can fill that you're perfect for or whatever. And Tony was like, mm. <laughs> I have to think <laughs> about true. I have to think about whether this is right <laughs> to what I believe yeah. morality to be <laughs> like. And like and like that may sound contrary to like gut reactions or whatever, but it's not because no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like, mm, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, yet. I'll let you know. We'll get back to you. <laughs> totally different from how Sam handled it. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. And I know we've talked a ton before about Hufflepuffs and how they're like nat- not natural leaders. But we get to see Sam go from this follower role to the leadership role. That's what Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. Essentially. I was just going to say the entire show backs that argument. Right. Yeah. Literally That's, from start to finish. That is what it is. So, OK, so I did say I already touched on that. He feels sympathy for Carly, who's fighting for a cause that she thinks is just. And also Isaiah. He, does. he gets so mad about Isaiah. He gets mad. As he should. He's mad. He Bucky should. didn't tell him about Isaiah. And he's mad that Steve never told him about Steve didn't know. But he was ready to be mad if Steve knew. He right. was, but and and like and yes, this is related to the whole race issue that the show is going into and not telling a black man's story or giving a black man credit and burying a black man's history when he helped the country and then the country jailed him for it and spit on him. Right. But it's also it's also partly like Isaiah is a soldier who fought for a good cause and he was treated badly. And that's not and that's that's not what you do to the people that I connect with, basically. Yeah. And when you can see the character differences, like coming from a character analysis standpoint between a Hufflepuff and whatever Bucky is, whatever house other people are Mm -hmm. in in the the way that he gets angry about it, because he doesn't get Bucky's quietly angry about it. He's like, this is an injustice. I'm aware of that. I I know that. But Sam's like, we have to actively do something about this because it's so wrong that I can't. It will never leave my brain. I have to fix this. I ha- Because, again, he knows what this man needs. He knows what Isaiah needs. He's not coming from it, looking at it like maybe a Slytherin, like maybe Steve would. Like, I see what you deserve. And, and you know, I don't want to make Slytherin sound bad and be like, he'll he'll give him what you he can thinks make he deserves. Himself. I give you permission. I, well, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that he's like, oh, I'll give you what I think you deserve. But, right. but that's the total opposite of what Sam's doing. He's like, I see what you are owed and what you are due. Right. And I'm going to get it for you. Right. Well, I said. Ultimately, the reason that he decides to become Captain America, because he has that whole talk with Isaiah where Isaiah is like, it's not worth it. They're never going to see you. They're never going to let you do this. And you're in. You're just going to be you're going to be 
the white people won't accept you and black people won't accept you either either because it's it's just why should we do anything for this country? It's going to be a joke. This country hasn't treated us well, and you're going to put on the symbol of this country and be the 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 physical hum, human symbol of this country and like what it's supposed to be, and it's not that. And yeah. and I was thinking about that too in relation to like Steve and, and Sam because Steve picked it up. Steve, I've watched First Avenger for the first time in a long time too, and like Steve starts as a propaganda tool, which he didn't want to be. He wanted to fight. Um, and he kind of just carried the propaganda tool into his, he used the propaganda tool as his doorway into actually being a soldier. Yeah, it was and a then, means to get yeah, what he wanted. And then, yeah. and then he kind of just, and, and Steve is genuinely patriot. Like I said, he's, he believes that everybody should have freedom and he mm-hmm. has, he said a line and I can't remember it. Oh, um, uh, they were, they were comparing World War Two to something that they were doing. Oh, Nick Fury with his helicarriers. What they were originally intended for was to like bring freedom or whatever, and like they weren't Hydra made them bad, but they were gonna just like protect the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Nick was like, "How is this any different than like World War Two?" And blah, blah. And Steve was like, "Just if like," and he does justify it a little, but I was laughing because I was like, "Not really." It's just like the way that mm-hmm. you're coming at it. Like Steve, Steve is very in that World War Two mindset. If you've ever read the history books or if you've ever had the uh, the opportunity and the honor to speak to a soldier from World War II, the the viewpoint of that time with Nazis and the threat of the Third Reich and all of that taking over the entire planet was like, you know, very <laughs> like of and, well, and like yeah. freedoms and yeah, 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 yeah. And you see where that comes from, right? Exactly. And Sam and Sam is not is coming from a different time and a different understanding of how life works and how our systems work. I'm going to tell you right now uh, how racist our systems were. We're not at the top of the list for people in the 1940s. Weren't even mm. close. Wasn't something they thought about. Um, but but I said that that the like the reason that he decides to become Cap is to be a representation for, for black heroes. He's like setting... The tone almost. Not that they're like Rhodey is a black hero, but right. Rhodey also works for the government. And um I don't we don't have any other it's ones. For, it's it's for um I think I would say for American black people specifically too, because oh, you yeah, have yeah, the yeah, people yeah. of Wakanda and there's oh yeah. They're on a completely different level well, yeah, than oh, we would be over here. Yeah. So it's So Wakandans don't have time for whatever systematic systemic racial bullshit yeah. they, right. they don't understand it they don't yeah it's it's bullshit but yes so black america yeah it's it's disenfranchised black people in america in the american system sam sam takes on and it's scary for him we talk it's a lot to put on his shoulders and after what isaiah has told him about what the country will do to him how people will treat him how how even people in his own community won't accept him and he does yeah. it anyway for the community. Yeah, no, he definitely does. And that's what like skyrocketed my respect for him, too. And like my love and admiration for him when I was watching, because Lauren and I were talking about how there were a lot of people, unfortunately, who were like, this is so PC and this is so annoying. Like, why are you doing this? But my thought when I heard they were making the show, when I heard obviously when I saw Endgame, I was like, you can't do this realistically if you don't talk about race. 
It won't yeah. make sense and it won't be realistic in the slightest. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You're going to make a black man Captain America and just like, that's what Steve Rogers would have done. He would have rolled on with it. But like, right. unfortunately, <laughs> we're not a country of Steve Rogers. So, no, it is unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> but but that is where I was coming from with it, too. So I was pleasantly surprised that not only did they touch on it, but they made it like the basis of why he took up this mantle and what was so important to him for this cause. It was so fucking admirable Mm -hmm. it's so scary for him like that that ending speech he gives where he's like i know i'm up here right now people hate me right now yeah they're looking at me right now and i can feel it yeah there are people here who want to kill me for being black in this suit like that was the only yeah i'm I'm getting fucking no i know no no no. and there were and there were so many important like you see sam get like you see him holding the shield and his nephew like huge grin and like looking up at his uncle like oh my like i like i could do that one day and you hear, I love that they did this, that so in like the first two episodes, they had those kids when they first went to visit Isaiah, there, there were those kids playing basketball outside. And the yeah. one kid was like, my dad says you're the Black Falcon. And Sam had that whole thing where like, I can't remember exactly, but it was basically boiled down to like, why do I have to be black? Like, I'm just the fal- like, well, Falcon. <laughs> he was like, do I call you the black kid? Oh, yeah. Do I call you the black? <laughs> so funny. But at the end, they brought that back. There was an old black man that was like, that's the black Falcon. And they were like, no, right. that's Captain America. Like oh, the younger so, black man. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. so like, yeah, they like, I'm not going to say Disney did amazing or whatever. And like, they should be lauded for this because first of all, should have been done a long time ago. Second of all, way more they could have done and could do. But like, it was a good start. I was very says, glad to see the show. I, I got to tell you, I didn't expect them to address no. it at all. And yeah. I thought it was going to be very like, he's Cap now and there's no problems with this. Right. So I was pleasantly surprised that something was, that it was addressed. And it was addressed in a really, right. I think, meaningful and impactful way. And I, I, was, I liked how they did it. Uh-huh. And I was so happy, too, that they came right out and were like, I'm not some blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, that was what yeah. John Walker was, right? Like, the, oh, the yeah. American inclination to replace Steve Rogers with a new symbol was like, let's get another blonde haired boy with the up jaw. <laughs> like, let's go. I fucking hate that dude. Yeah, I did too. But, um, so, oh, and also, uh, we talked a little bit like <laughs> Sam and Bucky have like a weird relationship. Like they're, yeah. they're, <laughs> Their connection is Steve, and then Steve is like, see ya. <laughs> and then they're left alone. <laughs> so, like, we've seen them fight, and they didn't like each other. But Sam, like, Bucky, we can get, we can talk about Bucky, too. But Sam grudgingly sees and respects Bucky as a fellow soldier who fought for good causes. He does. And that's ultimately how he connects with Bucky as a soldier who is trying to readjust into normal life and to figure out where he fits and like and what he needs to do in order to feel okay with himself that's how he like really becomes good friends with Bucky um yeah and he's more willing to make the connection immediately I think and to find the um commonalities or at least what he can relate to or see value in like it like immediately he's willing to right Bucky's the the one holding the grudge and like shield Right. Shield. Right. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, too. So I said why he took the shield to be representation for that community. But the reason he didn't take the shield to begin with is because he didn't think he could be representation for that community. He right. flat out was like, and so it was the whole show, like we said, was evolution from follower to leader. But it's also an evolution from I'm not useful in this role to fuck you. I'm perfect for this role. Like, yeah, yeah that that was the show. But um, 
and I Hufflepuff. I know. And I just want to say, like, um, when he decided that he was going to be Captain America, he put in the work. Like, we got the training he montage. Did. Yeah, we got he the no training. Super soldier. Yeah, we got the training montage. We got, um, he, like, talked through, like, the burden of taking on that expectation and that symbol and, like, and did yeah. it. Like, he knew all the risks and did it. And he obviously was willing to push against, like, the prejudice and the system that wasn't moving. That whole speech he had in the last episode was exactly that. Like, the system isn't benefiting anybody. It's not moving. I'm going to move it. Here's where I am yeah. now. Yeah. Like, that's this the whole thing. This is very... I'm thinking about Hufflepuffs that are completely different than Sam. Just, like, personality-wise or, like, what their issues are in their mm-hmm. movies and films. And it's so common, though, amongst this house to... Be happily going along and serving your community and enjoying your community, being part of it. And then like, boom, big leadership role, big thing on your shoulders now that uh, you're going to have to get into. And it's like, I don't know if I'm worthy of that. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if I could be what you need me to be. And then they're amazing at it. I'm laughing because it's the opposite of Thor. <laughs> like Thor, Thor's problem well, sure. is that he thinks he's too useful, and you have to. In his storyline, is bringing him down, and then all. But of I a think sudden, he has a lot of closeted insecurities. No, though, no, and, he does. He does. I'm just. I'm laughing at like how opposite Thor. Thor is. <laughs> Thor thinks he's too much. He wants to give too much, <laughs> and they're like, "You got to come down to Earth, Thor." Except that then they tear him completely down to the point where now he's on Sam's track, where he has to figure yeah. out where he's useful. But um. Yep. But you said you said Sam didn't have the super soldier serum. I wrote that down because I think it was Bucky. They he asked him if he would take the serum. Mm. And Sam Sam said no. Am Good I misremembering you, this? I swear that he was asked. Sam wouldn't take it. I don't I don't I don't want to oh that was a big thing that I wanted to point to, but I, I, maybe I'm making something up. But regardless, I swear look at that what he, he did no. without it. Who who else could? You know, do you know what I mean? You take someone from a different house and put them in that role and say, train and do it without the serum and figure it out and also be worthy to represent a marginalized community and be the figurehead for everything that like works against you and your people and, and do it and then protect the country. Like, I, I think other houses would have some issues, some internal issues, but not a Hufflepuff. Okay, so yes, Sam Sam did specifically say that he would not take it. And it was it was, you know, like what they've been talking about, like the super soldier serum enhances your qualities. So if you're a really good person, you're really good like Steve Rogers and then sure. if you're a bad person, you're really bad or whatever. Um so Sam says that he wouldn't take it. And I think he cites that qualities thing, like being too much or whatever. But I also was like, Sam is doing this on his own merit. Like on his own back, he is like he doesn't want any enhancements. He doesn't want any. He's Sam Wilson, and he's doing mm-hmm. it <laughs> like that. That's and that's extremely Hufflepuff to me. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I was getting at yeah. for sure. It's very it's very Hufflepuff because you think about it from a, a Gryffindor. Like Gryffindor would kick their own ass about it and be like, "No, I can't. I'm I'm not going <laughs> to be this." And then even when they prove that they can, they're like, "No, but I'm shit and I'm garbage and I'm trash." And, and then no. they end up with it anyway because their and hero complex goes kick the, in. <laughs> yeah, and a Slytherin goes the Steve Rogers way, and a Ravenclaw's not even here. Here's, they're here's like, the, "I'm busy." The storyline <laughs> for the Gryffindor, they'd be like, "I can't take it. I'm not good enough for this. I can't do it. I can't handle the responsibility." And then the hero complex kicks in and then they take it and they do the savior thing. And then and then that's over. And they're like, why? I hate myself for doing this and I shouldn't have it. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was probably bad at it the whole time. Yep. You guys are lying. And now what am I supposed to do with it? I'm an awful person. Um, this is Bucky Barnes that we're describing. But, um... <laughs> oh, um you I, have another excellent point to I make? I do. I have so many. Um, I, like, generally said, uh, he's a huff... You know, we talked about Keith. Sam is a mm-hmm. Keith Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff working for a better... You know, his community, his community's <laughs> broken and he's still sticking around because he's like, I can, I can, I can, I can do it. I can, I can help this. I believe I in us. I can fix the system. Yeah. So I said he yeah. was a Keith Hufflepuff. Um, I can see that. Yeah. I had the point. Not a Thor Hufflepuff. No. <laughs> well, we just talked about why he's not a Thor right. Hufflepuff. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, his family. Like, oh, I wouldn't yeah. say his family is, we named his main community, but his family is a community for him. And, like, the yeah. people on the dog, they had a cookout to end the freaking series. He loves his family. Um, Him, his adamantly, we cannot sell mom and dad's boat. That's very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not selling the family legacy boat. Like, that was very helpful, Bob. Because it's the loyalty, right? This yes. is where that one of these, yeah. if you Google the Mom and Dad, of a Hufflepuff, yeah. loyalty is the big one. Yeah. It's true. They broke their backs, they sweat, and they worked, and they got this boat, and you're just going to sell it. And Sarah's like, right. listen, logically, we need, and Sam's like, no, I don't care. I'm going to go to the bank, and I'm going to convince them I'm the Falcon. Like, we're going to get the money. Like, screw the racial system that doesn't allow, yeah. That, like. No, oh, I love him. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um. I didn't I didn't have much else. I had so so we talked we touched a little on John Walker, but like uh before this podcast started, I was like the reason that John Walker isn't a part of Sam's community, especially at the beginning, is cuz his cause isn't just basically. That's like the long and short of it. Uh he does not fit the role and Sam sees that. I've talked about before how Hufflepuffs can um can suss out. They can look at other communities and and like look at the roles of people. And they can like they can destroy people. They can destroy groups that way because <laughs> they can figure out what the what the role is. But he clocked John Walker and was like, "You're not right. Like you're not fit in this." Um, yeah, and he didn't like it. Um, That's true. And and if if John Walker had been any different, he would have gone to bat for him. Yeah, if he was doing things the right and just way, because that's who, who Sam is. Right. Yeah, but he wasn't, and he clocked it absolutely. That is a yeah. huge Hufflepuff thing. Annie Edison. Yeah, that reminds I said, me of Annie um, Edison. He total hatred and apathy of Zemo, as opposed mm-hmm. a little bit to Bucky. But he was like totally othered. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> extremely othered. He was like, this man is here as a body to serve a purpose, and then yes. he can be gone. <laughs> like, Go to jail. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, that's and also, um, I think it was Sam. Here's the thing. I'm not totally sure about this, but I don't get the feeling that Bucky really likes Sharon. I did. <laughs> no, um, I, I yeah. think he did it. He might have at first. Then he was like, she's mean. <laughs> he's over it. He's over it. But but Sam was the one who was like, come back to the States. We can get you pardoned. Like Bucky got pardoned. Like he felt for Sharon as a soldier yeah. working for a just cause. A soldier who was, again. Who was incorrectly, who was incorrectly like, you know, treated, blah, 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 blah. Um, and... And, you know, and Sharon very, very carefully and very obviously does not let on to Sam that she's the power broker. And I think that was mm-hmm. deliberate. I think I think some other people she might not have cared so much if they knew. <laughs> she, but she Probably wasn't not. letting Sam know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, I guess we can go on. Uh, my last point is, uh, do you want to talk about what we talked about um, with that whole conversation and why you thought well, Sam 
Yeah, I'll I'll explain it and then I want you to rationalize it the way you did to me because it, I'll it try to took remember. me over to the Hufflepuff side. Because okay, the way he explained Bucky is very like um he is very self-involved. Of course he is. I mean, he's got a lot going on. And he does not know how to handle this because he thinks that he's done what was necessary to make amends and to do what the therapist told him to do and he's like why isn't it working? Like, why am I My not name fixing is Bucky anything? Barnes. I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I apologize for right. all the people I've killed. Yeah. And Sam is like, because you're not doing it for them. You're doing it to absolve yourself right. of the guilt. Like, and it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And the way, the way that this argument was framed, the verbiage of it felt really Steve to me. Really, like really righteous and Steve and really it cut through the bullshit and went directly to like, get out of your own head, pull your head out of your ass and look at the reality of it. And, but he did it in a in a way that really, really cut into Bucky, really, really fixed, like changed his brain. He was like, oh, and now for me, because the way I look at characters is like, do I see myself in them at all? And I relate that way to what house they're in and all that. I was like, this is what Ravenclaws and Slytherins do for me all the time. <laughs> so I was like, wow, maybe he's a logic house. And Lauren was like, mm, no. <laughs> After I explained all that, I was like, look, uh, I don't want to say Bucky's house yet, but a this and that. They usually need a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw logic house to cut through the bullshit, make them see reality. And you need to get off the avenging train and start healing, which he'd never do without solid advice. And I said that typically comes from a logic house. Yes. And, and I said, no, Lauren was like, no, I said, not no. really. Sam came at him from like an emotional perspective because because the therapist was very logical with Bucky. And Bucky was like, oh, the therapist laid out step by step and I do it and I'll feel better and I'll be done. And like he understood. But then obviously that didn't help the fucker. <laughs> like, it wasn't making him feel better. Sam came at it from an emotional standpoint. Sam was like, listen, these people like especially like the specific example that they gave that old man who uh, Bucky killed his son and Bucky was became friendly with him and he didn't want to tell him what had happened to his son. He was still having nightmares about it. Um, Sam was like, listen, it can't be that you go up to this guy and you tell him what happened and you're like, cool, absolved of my sins. I'm a good person again because I told him or whatever. Sam was like, you, Sam, Sam was like, these people need to move on. They need to know what happened to move on and to mourn correctly and to be able to like get forward with their own lives and, and heal. And he was like, you need to tell them with that in mind. You need to tell these people what happened so that they can heal. And then maybe you can start healing. But you can't come at it like, you know, step-by-step process. I'll tell these people and I'll automatically be good again. And I'll, like, be absolved to be in the Winter Soldier or whatever. Yeah. And I did I did mention how, like, Sam was probably touching on, like, the whole thing that had happened with, with Steve and Bucky. Uh, and, like, you know, and kind of hitting Bucky from a personal point that, like, Steve didn't know what had happened to Bucky for a long time and wasn't able to move on really because of that yeah um especially once he knew he was brainwashed and was like what happened and bucky kept running away like a dramatic fucker but <laughs> but like and like and it wasn't about getting and for steve it wasn't necessarily about like getting revenge against hydra like he still fought hydra because they're evil bad people but it was about understanding what bucky went through in order to help bucky heal so it was like yeah. it's it's entirely emotional. Like these people need to know what happened in order to feel better. And when you make people, other people feel better, then you can start to feel better. It can't be just this cold, like facts 
and now I'm and now yeah. I'm and now I'm a good person. So yeah, uh, Sam is a Hufflepuff, and he came at Bucky emotionally, and Bucky, as the other emotional house, understood what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, I think I fundamentally misunderstood this because I value a logic house's standpoint uh, more than the emotional house's you personally. Opinions. Yeah, I took it. I literally, I, I actually, I, I actually told you it. that you think emotions are stupid and you dismiss them. So why would you ever it's listen? True. Yeah. So I was like, wow, good advice must be a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Great. But you were like, no, because he can he can relate to him on a different level. Like he can cut through it in a way Ravenclaw or Slytherin can't because mm-hmm. He needs a certain degree of emotion to cut through to his dramatic ass. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should get a Hufflepuff friend, like a really good one. <laughs> maybe I need that in my life. <laughs> but I and I also said it's very Cass and Dean, which leads us into Bucky's a Gryffindor. In oh, case yeah. That wasn't like abundantly clear from everything we just and said. Fuck me for keeping my record going. I know, but, right? Well, we clapped this, and like we did watch it around the same time, and I think we both were just like, "Oh, gr- another Gryffindor! Oh my god!" I was like, "Rachel, because, I'm in love with this man," and like two seconds later, I was like, "He's a Gryffindor!" Fuck. Uh, yeah, it was so it was so obvious from like the first, the second they gave this man a personality mm-hmm. of his own, it was it was like textbook Gryffindor mm-hmm. from the therapist couch on. It was like Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, I have some points from before the show. Take it away. Sure. Like, really, like, you know, this is just a buildup, right? But he joined the World War II effort immediately. It's not saying okay. much. Everybody fucking did. But he did. <laughs> he, he went and fought, and he got captured. Uh, he was out there on the front lines, and he got saved. Um, he was a part of when they saved him, and then they made the special unit for Steve, the Howling Commandos. He was, like, second in command without question. Steve was like, I'm going to go after Hydra. And Bucky was like, all right, I'm part of this now. I'm here with you. (laughs) Um, uh, Also, uh, I told Rachel about this because it's something that I had forgotten. But um, there's a flashback in Winter Soldier of uh, Steve's mother had just died. uh, And so he was, you know, doing the slither and, like, I can deal with myself alone and I don't need anybody's help and Bucky was like no you're gonna come over and eat dinner and we're gonna have a sleepover and I'm never leaving you because I know you're very sad even though you won't tell anybody um so like she's like I'm that's where the he's you know the the uh the Stucky the Stucky I'm with you till the Mm. end of the line that's that's where that comes from um yeah and you can I can I always kind of I want to do say I want to say to the hardcore Bucky stands that were out there I get it now <laughs> i understand it now after falcon the winter soldier and um, as a dean and cast fan i i always appreciated the stucky stuff and i see the stony stuff and i i think all of your positions are pretty valid you can you can run the line through and be like i see where i get it now but yeah it's a hugely gryffindor thing to kick your idiot slytherin friend in the ass and be like no stupid you're coming over and we're gonna hang out and braid each other's hair all night let's go yeah the other thing that rem- that reminded me of me and rachel is um I forgot that this happened, too. I could have, like, cited this and saved myself the trouble of talking about Steve for two hours. But yeah. Bucky, like, immediately clocks him as... So obviously, he doesn't say, Steve, you're such a Slytherin. The books weren't out yet in 1940. But he... he Steve is like, I have to go sign up for the war. And Bucky's like, there's so many things you can do that aren't throwing your 95-pound body into, like, an army suit and, like, you know, sho- shoving yourself at Nazis. Like, there's so many things you could do. And Steve's like, what? So... You're saying, like, those men deserve to die more than me and I shouldn't go out there. And Bucky's like, shut up. You're you're doing this to prove yourself. Like, I don't need to hear anything else from you. <laughs> and I was like, wow. That's true. 
clocked him. Got him immediately. And like only a Gryffindor is going to see that and only a Gryffindor is going to like cut through that and just be like, shut the fuck up. Like, do, yeah. do what you have to do, I guess. But don't bullshit me on why you're doing it. Right. And also not judge him at all based on that. To be like, you're full of shit and still be like your bestie. Yeah. Very he, he was like, you're full of shit. Like, whatever. I hope you don't get enlisted because you're going to die and like let him do his thing. Right. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, and then I went to like brainwashed Bucky. Which is, you know, interesting because he has even less of a personality because he's brainwashed uh, by Nazis and Russians. But uh, he's he's knocked out of his brainwash. It's the Dean Cass, isn't it? He he knows Steve. He recognized Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve's his buddy. Uh, when at the end of the movie, when uh, Steve's like, just do it then. Kill me if I'm your mission. Like, kill me. And he can't do it. And Steve, like, falls to the helicarrier and lands in the Potomac. And Bucky jumps oh, after drama. him and pulls him out of the Potomac and drags him up onto the, the bank so he doesn't drown. And then while Steve's still laying there unconscious, Bucky, like, dramatically walks off to go find himself. <laughs> like, 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 what the fuck? Why wouldn't you just stay with him, you stupid fuck? Um, he, and, then, uh, and then I thought this was really interesting because I wasn't sure it's exactly proof because I think Hydra would do this anyway. But when the... I forget his name now. Um... The shield, not the director, but the like the guy who runs the board or whatever, uh, who was like the main Hydra dude. He, uh, they had to go mind wipe Bucky because he was like, I recognize that man. Who was that man on the bridge? Whatever. And uh, when the the dude was talking to him, he was framing what Hydra was doing to Bucky in a way that explained that what they were doing was right. He was like, Oh, we just have to get rid of these people, and then the world will be perfect, and we're bringing peace to everybody. And, like, you're part of this, Bucky. Like, you're going to do it. And, like, again, I don't know how much of this is Hydra convincing itself that they're, like, the superior because okay. they're white supremacists. But I thought it was so interesting that they were putting effort into it when Bucky was brainwashed. Had, <laughs> I just they, thought they, that was so interesting. To. No, you wouldn't have to when he's brainwashed. You could say whatever the fuck you want, and he's still going to do You have to with the Gryffindor. Well, okay, so that's why I was making that point. But I was like, why put effort into this to the man that you're about to mind wipe? Why are you putting because so much effort into framing it. this as a good, like a, a the right thing, you know? So yeah. it's because he was breaking through it. I don't know okay. how many super well, soldiers were. Well, that's that's why I made it a point. Then I wasn't sure how much of it was just like normal Hydra rhetoric that they were all no, going. I see the point. They you're were making. all going around as white supremacists, going, "This is for the good of humanity" or whatever. Um, oh, okay. So now getting into like the nitty gritty. <laughs> so. Does he have a personality now? Yeah, he does. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, um, like Civil War. He said this so many. He said it in the show too, and he said it. To, he was like, he's like, he does. Here's here's the Dean Winchester. He doesn't believe that he deserves any of this. He's like Steve. I don't know why you're doing all of this for me. Like I'm a bad person, and I don't deserve mm. to be redeemed. And I don't know why you're fighting your friends for me. He's like, I I don't deserve this. I don't the fuss. Yeah, I'm not worth the fuss. Like, he and straight he up believes it. that. Yeah. He straight up is like, I think he probably would have let Tony kill him. And he probably would have been like, yeah, I killed your parents. He would have. Yeah. I completely agree with that. He would not. He definitely would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so and also this is never explicitly stated, but I think it's very obviously shown that Bucky did not believe he deserved the shield. Nowhere ever did he think that he should have gotten the shield over Sam. And it's not even that he should have gotten the shield over Sam. It's just that Bucky didn't. I don't think Bucky 
I don't think Bucky ever thinks he deserves to carry that shield. No, definitely not. And you see it in, um, I don't want to jump ahead, but with Falcon, the winter soldier, when he's just yeah, like, we're there now. he go. was wrong about you, mm-hmm. he was wrong about me. So yeah. even the, the, the little bit of, um, good that Steve saw in him, he questions. So there's no way he would have ever thought that he was worthy of that shield. Aha, that was what he uh, doesn't want it. He doesn't want I'm it. So you, you hit on my, my bullet points under this point. Thank you. Excellent. Um, yeah, no, I said like, it's a little bit of a Gryffindor paradox. Like he doesn't believe he's good enough to shield, but he's furious that Sam give it, gave it away. And he's right. like, if I did have it, I would never give it away. It's my family. Mm. But like, but he doesn't want it. So it's like, it's a little bit yeah. of a hypocrite going on there. And then I did say like, Steve's belief that he is a good person is the only thing that is, is running his engine. It's the only thing that he is still, that he's still trying after Steve is gone. So just he's holding the, on to. Yeah, just Steve's gone. Like, what is Bucky going to do now? And the belief that Steve was like, you're a good person and you deserve to have a life and you should have a life. And I think you can is the only thing he's holding on to. And then he tells Sam, like, if Steve was wrong about you, there's no fucking way he was right about me. And then, like, what's yeah, the point exactly. of me doing all this? I'm, I'm not a good person. And then, like, I shouldn't be here. Nope. And just the way that he immediately internalized it, he wasn't even looking at it from an outsider's perspective. He was just like, this is what this means about me. Mm-hmm. Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess we already touched on this, but he he's he's making the apologies initially. Like he literally has a list and he's going to people and like stopping the car and like doing his weird grin at them and going, my name is Bucky Barnes. I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry for the people I killed. And they're like terrified. And he walks away and pulls out his little notebook and crosses off the name and is like one step closer to being a good person. Like he's like, like, got it. So like he at the beginning, he's making apologies because he believes it'll make him feel better and that he'll be a better person because of this. And then we talked about he only truly starts to feel better about it when Sam helps him realize that he needs to to make the apologies so victims can like move on and find peace right and what Gryffindor wants to do that like <laughs> be like here he, he, I was wrong. honestly um I was a pretty bad person and I'm gonna tell you to your face that I was a terrible person even though I know it like I know it but but only I should know it so I can beat myself up about it if you know it then it's really real <laughs> Like Bucky, he didn't want to do Bucky, that. Bucky, you were brainwashed. It's okay to admit you're wrong. He's like, it's not. It's not no, okay. Don't give me. If a I pass. have to acknowledge it, then it becomes a part of me, and I can't live yeah. with it. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh my God, that moves into the next point. He is tortured, and he tortures himself over what he did as the Winter Soldier. Man was yeah. brainwashed, and he's like, I need to relive every moment and surround sound every single second of my day, or I deserve death. <laughs> like if, this if this is, is not how I'm living my life, yeah, right? If I <laughs> if I'm living my life and I'm happy, then then I then I'm I'm doing it wrong. I'm not a good person. Um, <laughs> just the concern with trying to be a good person, and just like that, it's on paper, right? Right. Good person definition. How do I achieve this? Hmm. Right. <laughs> it's so it's such a fucking Gryffindor mindset. Yeah. I'm always like, I need a to do list and I need someone to tell me exactly what to do to follow up because like things don't make sense if they're not from an emotional standpoint. So to get things done, I need you to give me a roadmap. He literally needed a roadmap. Yeah. But then he needed to find for him. Then he fucking paradoxes again because he's going around doing this shit to be a good person while torturing himself, but he doesn't believe he deserves to be a good person. Like the president of the United States pardoned him, and Bucky's like, he shouldn't have done that. 
<laughs> like, I didn't deserve that. He's so. like, he's also like, I know I'm a good person. I, I know I'm not a good person, but you know what? what? I can see who's worse. John Walker, piece of shit. Like, <laughs> which is another huge Gryffindor thing. Yeah. yeah. He does. He. I was thinking about this too, because I was like, Bucky's obviously on the Edward end of the scale. Check out our scales if you haven't seen them. They're Brooding. on our social media. He's certainly on the Edward Wanda end of the scale. But he he's not he's not so and he does turn his self-righteousness on himself and like the internal agony or whatever. But it's not all the time. The second that he like clocks a target, he's like, John Walker, this man thinks he's my best friend. Gross. You. He gets all of my <laughs> anger from now on. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. <laughs> That's the version of Gryffindor othering. <laughs> he's freaking. um. It's how we do. The, um. <laughs> Oh, their name's so pretty, and I always fuck it up. The Dora Milaje show up, and Walker pisses them off immediately, and they start mm-hmm. beating on him, and Bucky's standing there like, yeah, this is nice. Like, he doesn't do anything <laughs> until they until they, until they they start beating on the bar, too, or whatever, but he's like this. What about when he quotes Lincoln, when Walker yes. quotes Lincoln? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, great man, great quote, and not when it comes out of your fucking mouth. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hates yeah. him. He's like he's like just sitting there like this is this is nice. This is a good time for me. <laughs> like just look at the difference in how Sam and Bucky viewed John Walker, right? Like mm-hmm. like uh, Sam was very like clearly you are not fit for this and you are not correct. Mm-hmm. Move out of the space. And Bucky's like, I hope you get hit by a moving truck <laughs> and I get to watch your head go underneath the wheels. And that would be so fun for me. <laughs> Did you see that Twitter meme? Um, it was a. It was one that was going around. Yeah. No, it was one. It was one that was going around for a lot of things. But they did it. It was like the first two episodes, and they did it for this. It's, uh, <laughs> I it's know what like, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, they were making like fake Twitter accounts, and so it was John Walker's Twitter account. Like, um, I can't remember. It was like, Ooh, it's great to be serving America or whatever. And then Bucky adding him and going, "You still have the shield," and like Walker going, "Yes," and Bucky going, "Okay," and then like separate tweet. Hope John Walker gets fucking hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it, though. That's exactly him. And Sam's like, uh, come on. And Bucky's like, and, and John goes, thanks for sticking up for me. He's like, nah, I hate you, too. But like Bucky just, right. just it's how he does it, right. you know? Right. And also, I noticed that this is something I just remembered. But like uh, when John does like join their fight at the end is like he's still not a good guy. His character agent U.S. or whatever is not is like a morally gray area and not even in a cool way like Deadpool. Fucking hate him. But um, <laughs> but um. But when he like joins up with them or whatever, and they're like, obviously somebody has to stick with him. Bucky is like, I got him. You go, Sam. Like Bucky's like, I got this. Like I'm gonna fucking watch this guy. Um, but that also goes into we talked about Sam and Zemo, Bucky and Zemo. <laughs> so, but when Bucky breaks Zemo out of jail, and Sam's like, Did you break him out of jail? Bucky's like, he very carefully avoids saying that he did, but he's like, no, yep. Sam, exaggerated wink. I wouldn't do that. Like, that's, like, that's very, and, um, and, like, he broke Zemo out of jail because it was the right thing to do at the time. Zemo was the only one who was going to be able to get them to, like, the super soldier serums and, and Carly. And yeah. Bucky was like, it's stupid. Why are we sitting around, like, waiting for this to happen? Uh, yeah, I definitely see where he was coming from with it, too. Where he was like, I don't want to admit it, but like, <laughs> wink, wink. 
God, so Gryffindor. And then he and he was. And when the Dormilaje were like, um, you broke the fucking murderer out of jail and we need him back. Like Bucky negotiated more time because they needed him. And then he was like, but, you know, you right. Like you, yeah. you, you get him back. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> Sam probably would have turned him right over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's just a yeah, major difference. It. Like, they're emotion houses, but look at how they go about, like, hatred of the same person yeah. with Walker and with Zemo. It, it's totally different. The approaches are completely different. Oh, fu- I have more to say about the show, but I want to throw this in. I remembered it when I was yelling as Bucky. I told Rachel earlier when he was brainwashed and Steve was trying to break him out of it or whatever. I was like, I was laughing because he was having a total Gryffindor bitch fit that Steve was mm. like, you know me. I'm your friend. We grew up together. And he's like. My name's not Bucky. <laughs> I was like, it's so reminiscent of like a Gryffindor. Like I reject this reality. I don't want to think about it. Like, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I oh I I specifically point so Gryffindor paradox. Uh, he definitely hates himself and everything he's done, but he's still a very show off personality. Yeah, he is. When he goes to show up to fix the boat and he's like pulling <laughs> shit off the boat and like looking at Sam and Sarah, like, you know, his bisexual ass is like, you see that? Like, <laughs> the kids on his arm and right. he's just holding them up. Right. Yep. Yep. Big show off. Yep. Uh, That's such a, it's such a, oh God, the fucking paradox strikes again. Yeah. I hate myself. I'm the worst. <laughs> Look at me flex on these kids. <laughs> well, I Awful. said too, I guess kind of going with that, like that specific moment, Sam's like, he went to tighten a screw or whatever, and Sam was like, why didn't you use the metal arm? Because he went and brought a wrench or whatever, and Bucky's like, I, I'm right-handed. Like, I don't usually no- use it for normal stuff, but I think you can read more into that in that his, his arm is a weapon, and I think Bucky yeah. is constantly aware of that and, like, purposely doesn't really use it for normal things, which is why it was really nice to see the kids hanging off at it at the end. That's true. Like, but but there was that moment when the Dory Milaje showed up and they popped it off, because he was fighting mm-hmm. them. And I saw so much on Twitter. Like, how could you do that to Bucky? Like, he already has a hard enough time with people not trusting him. And he's trying to move past. Yeah. And also, I was like, Bucky 100% was like, you, he like was not mad. He was like, I deserved for that to happen to me. And you yeah. have the right <laughs> to do it. And he like popped it back on and was like, yeah, of course. Of course. It's a no weapon. One can take, yeah. No one can take a punishment like a Gryffindor. I mean, whether it's coming from spite or and it's coming from actually thinking they deserve head it. That, like, I deserve yeah. this. And also get mad about it at the same time. But <laughs> Look at Harry with the I must not tell lies, like yeah. with Umbridge, you know? Yeah. I'll just take it. I'll take it, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. But Bucky's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Take it. I am, um, I deserve all bad things to happen to me. <laughs> right. But um, also, he's like, he's so helpful and supportive to Sam and becoming Captain America. Like, he before anybody... Here's the thing, too. I'm like, how much did Bucky think about the societal implications of Sam being a black Captain America? And I'm going to say mm-hmm. at the beginning, he was more thinking about himself. And at yes. the end, he had realized them along with Sam and was doing his best to understand them and learn them and he, support he Sam. it, too. Yeah, and support Sam. And, and also, he, in actions, he gets a suit made for Sam. Right. So, um, I think... Bucky was really good in in listening to Sam and, and what the issue was. Like, when they went to visit Isaiah, too, Sam told him right afterwards, like, this is the problem. And Bucky obviously hadn't thought about it the way that Sam had immediately clocked it as. And Bucky was, was listening and learning from that and trying to support Sam in the way that he needed, 
which I think- that's something Gryffindors can do too. It's yeah. like uh, you you have one state of mind and then when someone tells you something that makes a lot of sense to you you can immediately rectify it and be like oh shit you're right you're definitely right yeah i said i said uh okay so um there was a stupid article that came out that said uh one of the writers said this is the first time that bucky has been a hero (laughs) which Mm. i was like yeah it's wrong i i made some stupid joke about like uh uh, flips through notes what is world war Two? But, um, <laughs> but i think if they had chosen their words correctly or what they were trying to say and this i believe i think that in that fight with sam at the end is the first time that bucky felt like a hero in his own right like for his own thing like That's true. yeah i mean like obviously he knows he did good shit in world war Two. but he was following steve around and fighting for the american army or whatever and then, like, obviously, he helped in Infinity War and Endgame. But, like, I said this to Rachel, too, when we keep talking about how he never had a personality. Like, he, like, there's these fights going on that other people have set up and, like, maneuvered. And Bucky shows up as muscle and is, like, a good enough guy to be like, sure, I'll lend a hand. But he doesn't have, like, stake in it beyond, like, the basic human stake of I don't want the world to blow up. Like... <laughs> He, yeah. yeah, he wasn't he wasn't an Avenger at that point. So I can see the mindset where it would be that Bucky going on this mission, fighting the uh, one world, one people, I forget, flag, the flag staffers? Flag, yeah, flag, flag. It's not flag punchers. No. Flag stealers. <laughs> smashers, I flag, flag smashers. smashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting the flag smashers is the first time that he felt like he contributed and saw through and like really was a hero in the superhero the sense of the word. Gave him, yeah. It's the first time anyone gave him an opportunity to because he didn't have a fucking personality yeah. before. I'm really sorry, Bucky Stan. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a Bucky really Stan sorry. now. I'm all for him. No. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And like, what? what is Carly calls him in that last episode? And it's like, surprised oh to my see God. you on this side. Oh, that really got you excited. She's like, surprised to see you on this side. And he's like, what the fuck side did you think I was going to be on after fighting Nazis? Like, what? Because she clocked him so good. Like, she did. Uh, that was amazing because you cannot. I swear no other house would have been distracted by that phone call. But they were like, <laughs> she goes, hey, Buck, let's talk about you and your mistakes for a second. And he's like, what? What mission? Let's talk about me. What do you think? You think you know me? Completely forgets them. Compl- oh, my God. It was so Gryffindor. I, <laughs> you should have seen it. Rachel's face light up. She was like, oh, I recognize this scene. I remembered something. Yeah, no, because I was watching the show and I busted out laughing. Like, wasn't funny. He fucked up completely. And I was like, this fucking Gryffindor. <laughs> he did, though. And you know what's really funny? Is I didn't recognize it that way. I was like, how the fuck did Bucky stand there talking on the phone while Sam had people sent after him? He was just standing in the middle of the warehouse talking to Carly. For no reason. There was no purpose to that conversation. It was about him. <laughs> so he had to stop and forgot what he had to do. <laughs> Are you going to give me more ammunition to like hate myself? No, because I actually think you suck worse than me. <laughs> so I'm going to defend myself here. I can immediately recognize when someone sucks more. <laughs> you think you're going to tell me I suck more than you? I don't think so. In your face. Nee, nee. Oh, great, great conversation, Bucky. Thank you for letting me get away. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It really was, though. She's like, I can't believe you're on the side of, like, the man. And he was like, you guys are terrorists, and I fought Nazis. And she's like, mm, I don't know, Bucky. It seems kind of like you're falling into a system. He's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Gryffindor. <laughs> Big one. 
Those are all my notes on Bucky. He would have never fallen for that. Oh, God, no. He would have never fallen for that. He probably would have managed to talk Carly down. He was close to doing it before. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. There's your Gryffindor Hufflepuff distinction. Big time. Think of how Sam would have handled that phone call. Would have turned it around on her ass. (laughs) Well, I, I don't think that there's... I swear to God, I say this in every episode, when there's a character who is really obviously in one house, you can't put Bucky in another house. Mm-mm. I didn't... You I cannot. Quit, like, we keep saying it. People are going to get so mad at us. Bucky did not have a personality. And okay, within, but how are you going to get mad? It's true. Within 15 minutes of episode one, I was like, this man's a Gryffindor. It burst yeah. out of him. As soon as he was allowed to speak and not be in Steve's shadow, I was like, it's a fucking Gryffindor. You know, and you immediately recognize it and immediately fall in love with him for it because he's completely ridiculous, which is a personality you don't expect from him after everything you've oh seen. Oh, God, yeah. And you expect I think, him to be very serious and like, yes. yeah. I really thought I was going to be bored by this show because of him, not Sam. I was like, all right, Sam's interesting. Bucky, though. Uh, And then I watch it and he's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he was great. He's really funny. Yeah, I get it now. Bucky girls, Bucky guys, Bucky, everybody. (laughs) Definitely understand where I did not before. Yeah. Thanks, Disney, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking mouse is taking over the world. Yeah, you know. Can't wait for our Disney overlords. Don't come after us for this podcast. We have, they won't. We have 20 listeners and we don't get money. <laughs> I'm I'm going to Disney World. Don't worry. At oh, some okay. point you're, I'm going. You're going to pay them back. And I'll pay you back. <clears throat> you guys suck ass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to you wanna say? Well, we have a captive audience. Just that I really appreciated the way that they wrote this show Mm -hmm. and um, the way the Mm -hmm. characterization, because I have to tell you, I didn't expect to enjoy it going in. I didn't think the duo was going to work together. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I think it was a fantastic pairing. Yeah. Uh, They work very well together. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with all of that. And I'll add that I appreciate however little it is that the show has open conversations on a popular mainstream level uh i saw so many tweets when they had that conversation sam and bucky um when sam is explaining to bucky how hard it is for him to be a black captain america and what it actually mm-hmm. means there were so many people on, like i don't know, like you know people yeah, on twitter that I, were like what like what, what this conversation was boring why did it have to be had like obviously people know this like you why wouldn't like steve would have talked to sam about this and like yeah but obviously he didn't since they're having right. the conversation now Correct. and like this needed to be said because of people like you on national it needed to be said on television because of you who is now complaining about it being boring but can tell you flat out if they didn't have that conversation and race wasn't a point of distinction or discussion on the show i probably wouldn't be covering it on this podcast right now because i would think it's too stupid and unrealistic yeah just i can't suspend reality that much which sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> like, that's shitty. It's fucking awful. What's even more awful is that you made me agree that the world should be full of Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth saying it, so. Uh, I understand and, no, the and Bucky like, stands. And, like, let's amend it, let's amend it a little. Like, uh, like, 
they shouldn't be Steve Rogers. Like they should be Steve Rogers in the sense that it's not a factor in figuring out who is a good man who can help other people, but not in the True. sense that we were talking about where Steve didn't see that stuff because he's a pr- privileged white male. Steve like, is stupid. Okay, <laughs> he lets like horrible atrocities of the world happen. Thanks, Russo brothers. Are they Russo brothers? I don't give a shit. Endgame sucked. <laughs> you could take that to the bank. <laughs> Awful ass movie. But yes, I'm glad that's that the we official got and Sam out of it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. we got them. I am. I'm really I'm have, grateful. Yeah. And like, I'll give that to the Captain America franchise, too. Um, Iron Man didn't really Spider-Man, I guess. But that was more contrived. Spider-Man yeah. could have been on his own right. They just they needed a way to connect him. But Bucky and Sam were because of Steve. And now we get right. to actually get them like I I don't want to be like, I'm happy Steve's gone. But I'm really glad that I get to see <laughs> Steve or I get to see Bucky and Sam like yeah, they needed they, did, they needed to not be with him I'm like I'm, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, they can finally shine now mm-hmm. and shine they did beautiful show so Hufflepuff and Gryffindor duo I'm sorry that again we don't have a Ravenclaw for you we're working on it oh my gosh we are working on it actively I you know we're gonna have to actually like actively actively I oh you know what am. you know what you know what no um, I can't say it, but I think I think I think I think we're gonna get I I think we're gonna have that covered fairly soon. I think I found one too, but we we don't have it slated mm, yet. But we're gonna have a discussion. I, about I'm it. thinking I I think I think I think we're gonna be covered. Um, next next episode is another shit sorting. Our friend Isis, who we know from the supernatural fandom, uh, is gonna come talk to us about Hannibal. Um. Lauren, Wildly changing course. <laughs> yeah, extremely different shows. Um, yeah. Both gay in their own right, I guess. Lauren's terrified. She doesn't like gore or people eating other people. But, you know. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I watched some of Hannibal many, 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 many years ago. Um, and I love gore, so mm-hmm. I was down with it. Um, but I'm excited to get back into it to see what she's got for us. Yeah. And then we're going to shit sort them. Oh, yeah. Which is going to be so she crazy gave us our hard. Episodes. We, so Rachel and I actually watched the Outlander episodes together. So I'm assuming we're doing that for Hannibal as well. Yeah. And Rachel's going to have a hard time with me because she's going to be trying to sort and I'm just going to be going, ew, ew. You better hope one of them's not really a Hufflepuff because I'm going to be like, this is a Slytherin, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, guys. I I love Hufflepuffs, but uh, hard for me to see right away. I immediately put you in Slytherin. My bad. But I get there. And you know what? That's what matters. She's obsessed yeah, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Marvel is one of our, uh, our original Marvel episode is one of our most listened to episodes. So we know you're out there. Um, and we know WandaVision. Oh, and we'll be back with more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know WandaVision was a little more niche. This one's a little more like the Thor Iron Man cap episode. So, yeah, please listen. Hope you with enjoyed. Us. Hope you agree agreed. with us. And yeah. If you don't, feel free to fight with us. And if you are so inclined, you can fight with us over on the Apple podcast site where you can leave us five stars and yell there. Yes, you have to leave, leave five, five stars, stars doing it. if you want to yell. Also, do not come at me without listening. This, this show is my argument. Don't come at me without listening to my argument. I just would repeat what I already said on the show. <laughs> the irony is that they're never going to hear you say this right now because <laughs> they, they won't have gotten here. <laughs> Right. But it bears repeating. If you do want to argue, totally fine. But the argument's been made right here, buddy. Yes, I will expand and discuss. Love doing that. But this may be a Slytherin thing. Nothing drives me crazier than having to repeat 
logistical points that I already made. Please come to me with counters. Mm. Like if you come at me and you're like, but I don't think this. And I'm like, I've already touched on this in the hour and a half podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a Slytherin thing because it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talk to Rachel if you want to argue something that's already been refuted. You can talk to me. I'm just going to be, it's going to be in all caps and I'm going to be yelling and I'm going to link the episode. So, you know, let's go. I want to hear you argue the points we've made here. Yes. That's what I want to yes, hear. That's what I want. Try to prove me wrong. You can't. <laughs> As Haley fun. learned. Just kidding. Oh, Hi, wow. Haley. We love you. <laughs> Aww, we do love Haley. You can actually change my mind and teach me things. I'm a Gryffindor, so I'll flip flop. But I will, um, if I got a gut feeling, I'm going with it. So I wish you luck. Prove me wrong. Prove Lauren wrong. It'll be fun. But either way, follow us, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us the five stars. We love you very much. Hope you enjoyed. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye!